and you're going through a breakup, hot shower. You had a long day, hot shower. Not sure what the purpose of life is, hot shower. Welcome to the new 1% show with your host, me, Savannah Ashley. Join me as we dive deep into discussions that will open up your mind, share improved strategies to hack your life, and empower you to design and live the lifestyle you dream of. Our mission is to help you become the healthiest, wealthiest, and most fulfilled self. Get excited because you're about to become part of the new 1%. Hey everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of the new 1% podcast. I thought to follow up the last episode, it would be a great opportunity to sit down and talk about 25 things that I've learned in 25 years, because Gemma and I went over a whole heap of factors and everything to do with age and how it applies to your life, all the expectations, all of the, the shoulds, all of the pressures. Um, and what it really means to to be a certain age and really that boiled down to nothing (laughs) it doesn't mean anything it doesn't define who you are it doesn't pinpoint any sort of landmark that you should have hit and uh, with that being said that doesn't mean that it's a waste of time because you learn something new every single year and I know I have learned a hell of a lot of things in my 25 years. It's been crazy and it's been beautiful and it's been full of pain and it's been full of excitement and surprises and all of the things that you probably relate to as well. So I wanted to share these 25 things that I've learned because every day, you know, let alone every year, is an opportunity to discover something new and uh, especially something new about myself and the world around me. So I'm hoping that this year I'm a little wiser than the previous years and I was just really inspired to to kind of share these points and the first one really is that there is more than one way to do something. This is the whole precipice of this podcast. There is a path that is yours and yours only and you have to just unapologetically own it. You have to accept that you might have a common goal as someone else but the way you get there is completely different to their path and that doesn't mean that your goal has to be the same. It doesn't mean that your paths can't be the same but there's no limit to the amount of ways that you can do something. Okay. My second point really is to serve from your saucer and not your cup. And I'm not going to take credit for this, but I have no idea where I heard it from. So credit to whoever taught me this one. But basically serving from the saucer and not from your cup means that you look after yourself first. That you fill your own cup up so full that you take such good care of you that you're a better person for the world around you that everyone that comes into contact with you. And we know this to be true because on the days when we feel shitty about ourselves, we're not really showing up in the best version of ourselves for others. So I spend a lot of time during my day, the first hour of my day, for example, because this way I can't miss it, is always for me. I exercise, I have a shower, I 
most days, journal. And not like in a woo-woo way, just like I brain dump. You know, I get all of the shit that is in my head. And you'd be surprised at how much shit is in your head at 6, 7, 8 a.m. <laughs> get it out. I start the day with a fresh canvas. And that way I have essentially, um, like Tony Robbins says, primed myself for the day, for everyone else. So serve from your saucer and not from your cup. Okay. Food is your friend. Now, <laughs> I learned this lesson the hard way. Um, but food truly is not something to fear. It's something to enjoy. And it's something that I actually view now mostly as fuel. It's energy. It is tasty and delicious and social and all of those things. But for the most part, I'm not putting together canapes and appetizers and, you know, little platters to share with people. Most of the time it's me and one other person sitting down to have a meal together. And we're lucky if that even happens some nights. So food for the most part is fuel and it enables me to live the life that I really want to live. It gives me the energy and the kick up the bum, really, to do everything that I want to do. I'm not sitting and thinking about food all the time. I'm just going, what do I need? What's nutritious? What is going to taste good? And what is going to give me what I need to get this day done? So that's, again, that's something that we learned the hard way. Um, I know I'm not the only one out there that has learned that food is actually your friend. Oh, I, that is that is a rabbit hole, that one. But it truly is. Food is supposed to be nourishing and it's supposed to be fun. And that is a nice little segue to my fourth point. That's say yes more. Okay, I wish so many times now and I don't like to live in regret. But had I had done something different... It would have been to say yes to more social eating occasions if I had recognized that food was my friend. Now, I am a chronic yes, not yes man, but yes woman. I I will try anything once. Yep, no shame. I will try it. And the only reason I do that is because how will I know if I like something or if I don't like it until I try it? So I love experimenting with my life. I love looking at new things and foods and experiences and people as opportunities and new experiences that pff, might be hit and miss, but pff, the way I see it, better an oops than a what if, right? Now, with that being said, I think it's really important to, to say no more than you say yes particularly in this day and age, we're bombarded with people and tasks and yes, opportunities and experiences that drag us one way or the other. But it's so, so important to be mindful of your priorities and to respond accordingly. Saying no to unnecessary or undesirable circumstances will actually allow you the chance to say yes to the things you'd rather do. Okay, so in saying no, I know it's counterintuitive, but in saying no, you actually have the opportunity to say yes more. Give yourself a break, free up that time, 
prioritize, remember, from the saucer, then fill the cup, then give everyone else the, the overspill. These opportunities to say no instill confidence and they instill boundaries and they remind you of what your priorities are and what the true things you want to say yes to are. Keep an open mind. Okay, this lesson is actually something that I am really grateful to have been born with. I didn't grow up in a judgmental family. I understand that I didn't really experience a lot of prejudice in my life. Um, but I've always been open to asking more questions and opening and open to learning because I think the worst thing that we can do is be close-minded and not give ourselves the opportunity and the room to try something new. If you want to say yes, you've, you've kind of, you've got to be open-minded about doing it. So your mindset has to be in the right place before you can say yes to something that might otherwise be uncomfortable. But this is a huge one because your ego can get in the way and really that just holds up space for new information. And if you're not taking in new information, if you're not having these new experiences, you're not moving forward. There is no growth there. So it's really important to keep an open mind. And it's also really important to listen to your intuition. We, I believe, hold a lot of answers within us without realizing. And we can learn a lot by being aware of the energy that we pick up on. It's so important to get in tune with your body and really try and listen to what your gut and your first impression and your immediate reaction are telling you. And sometimes it could be whack. Don't get me wrong. We can be ridiculously irrational um, and fear can get the best of us. And so our first thought might be, no, 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 no. That freaks the hell out of me. But you check in. And if you are really listening and it's a really good thing for you, odds are, you should say yes, because you know it's going to bring about something that you need. Our bodies are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And just as it goes for positive experiences and things that you do need, it's also important to tune into the things that you don't need. Oftentimes we grasp onto people and ideas that are no longer serving us. And our intuition is telling us this is no good. There's no room for growth here. Let it go. And it can be just as scary letting something go as it can be welcoming something in. But when you check into your intuition, you can have a bit more faith in yourself and trust that whatever is occurring is a lesson worth learning. Another lesson that I've picked up over time is Quality over quantity is a real thing. You guys, this goes for everything. Friends, material items, your time, everything needs to be quality rather than quantity. And we don't need as much as we think we do. So it's really worthwhile being grateful and taking care of what you already have. And you're bound to find more happiness in what you currently have and in the small but quality details that come into your life, then this relentless pursuit of more. Because 
it's just overwhelming and it's not sustainable. We have a certain number of hours in the day and a certain amount of energy in us and there is no point wasting that energy on things that drain us. It's more worthwhile to spend quality time with people that inspire you and lift you up and give you more energy than they take away. And the same with material items. How much crap do we hold on to because it was cheap or it was a good deal or it was a great space filler, but the reality is we don't actually need it or it doesn't work properly because we didn't fork out for the quality item, for the quality version. Sometimes you got to spend a little more to save a little more. And in my case, spend a little more and save a lot more. I don't want a crappy suitcase for $100 less if it's going to break in three months. When I could buy one for $100 more and it lasts me for 20 years. Now, I'm hoping my suitcase lasts me 20 years. If it wasn't worth the money, I'm going to be pissed. But everything I buy now, I try to double check that it is going to be worth my money. I really do need it and it's going to bring something to my life. Same with people. Not that you buy people, but everything you invite into your life should be quality and adding value. And then if you want two of them, go for it. Kudos to you. Another lesson I've learned is to over-communicate. This is also a hard one to learn, actually, because believe it or not, people are not mind readers. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Whether that means you study love languages or communication styles or you just practice speaking more honestly, uh, with respect, of course, your relationships with everyone will be far better for it and you'll actually feel more fulfilled. It is such a relief to speak openly and also make sure that you're communicating accurately because we can't expect people to read our minds just as we can't read theirs. So the more you communicate, honestly, the better your life is going to be. Trust me. I want to talk too about time. Now you all know how passionate I am about time. Time is the one thing you own and yet don't at all. I'm 25 and I feel like I've lived a lifetime, but newsflash, I have because this is the oldest I have ever been and I hope that I am not even halfway through my life. You know, the goal is to get to 100 plus. I'm drinking my green tea. I expect to get there. (laughs) That's how it works, right? No, but really, time is the one thing you own. And yet you don't own it all. It's so important to make the most of it because this precious life, this opportunity that we've been granted is made up of fleeting moments. And those moments are way better spent being curated into pockets of happiness, connection, adventure, and fulfillment. And what better way to spend it than with people that really matter. Which brings me to point number 11, and that is find your tribe. Okay, there's 7 billion plus people in this world. 
Do not freak out if you haven't found your tribe yet. Do not freak out if they are not in your hometown neighborhood. Explore the world, meet lots of people, be open-minded, say yes. And then when you find your tribe, when you find those people that really, really resonate with you, hold on to them and just love them with everything that you've got because they matter and they're going to make your life worth living. And as I've gone about finding my tribe and my friends and my family that I hadn't met yet, I found that empowered women empower women. That is point number 12, you guys. As I enter into my 25th year and to my 25th circle around the sun, I have found that I feel so much more myself when I am around confident and empowering and uplifting and open-minded women in particular. And I've never really understood why some girls get so catty and tear each other down. It's just not my vibe and maybe that's why I've never had a lot of female friends or a particular group of friends. I've always been friends with lots of people all over the place and that works for me. But as I've gotten older, I've really tried to focus on the friends that are empowering and are the ones that want to act like a team and are willing to stick together and build each other up. It's so, so important. And I feel like just all of these lessons have been hard learns, but they, they matter. And Another maybe not so serious point, but still incredibly useful point, thanks mum, is that hot showers fix everything. Yeah, point number 13, coming at you. Hot showers fix everything. Don't argue with me. I am correct on this one. You going through a breakup? Hot shower. You had a long day? Hot shower. Not sure what the purpose of life is? Hot shower. You guys, a hot shower is the place you need to go if you have anything going on. Hot shower, ah, fixes everything. Number 14, no one owes you anything. No, they don't. Your life, it's your responsibility. And there is a magical and a positive power in that. Human potential is crazy. It's, it is insane what we are able to do. And if we just put in a little hard work, we could accomplish a lot. And we do. Humans are incredible. I am so grateful for this experience because I am doing insane things that I just so uniquely have the opportunity to do. I remember someone said once, and it's so true when you think about it, that when a horse is born, it's a horse and it will grow up to be a horse and it will continue to be a horse until the day it dies. And the same thing happens with a tree and a goat. But you and I, we're humans and we can be anything, but no one owes you anything. You're not entitled to anything. You have to actually put in the work 
if you can dream it, then you have more often than not being blessed with the ability to actually execute on it. You need to take responsibility. You need to assume the responsibility and live your life deliberately and intentionally and not pass the blame and be willing to be wrong in in the name of growth. That's what it's all about. If you want something, you've got to go get it. There is no sitting on your ass. And that is not what the new 1% do. That's not what the old 1% do either. The go-getters of the world are the ones that make shit happen. And good news, you can. Another set of good news is that who you were at 20 does not define who you are at 25. And thank God, because (laughs) I was... I was a different person when I was 20, and I I love that girl, but I love 25-year-old Sav, and I I have pivoted, and I have changed, and I have sought out myself every single day, fearlessly and relentlessly, because I know I'm capable of so much more, and I am so grateful that who I was five years ago, or even yesterday, doesn't define who I am now. I have the opportunity to reinvent myself at any given moment, just as you do. And that's, that is so cool. It is so cool. And one of the best ways to keep track of all these changes, even if you just love it for a good laugh, is document your life. All right, number 16, my lesson number 16 is document your life. Write, journal, take photos, make videos, These memories, they are precious and trust me, you're going to want to remember all of it. All of it. Lesson number 17 is to love what you do. Life is too short and we've already discussed how magical and precious it is, but it's short and you need to be ensuring that you're spending most of your time doing something you enjoy. I don't think it's unreasonable to want a career that you love or at least like. And if you refer back to all of my points uh, so far, then you'll probably have a better time getting there. And that leads me exactly to lesson number 18. Embrace failures, whatever that means. (laughs) Whatever that means, because Failures are best looked at as opportunities for progress, as opportunities for growth. It is so much more useful knowing that something didn't work out because then you can move forward. Whereas if you never tried, then you never really know. And that's pretty much how I live my life. If I don't say yes, if I don't make an effort to take that opportunity, then I'm never going to know what would have happened if I had done that and failed. I would rather fail because I tried than fail because I didn't do anything. And like most failures, they can hurt and they can be embarrassing and you can want to just shun them away into a tiny little box and never think about them again. But point number 19, lesson number 19 is that time heals most wounds. Now, 
<laughs> operative word there being most because time might not heal everything, but it does heal most wounds. And then you have a really cool story or a scar or experience to share with people. Let time do its thing. You'll be surprised at how strong you are if you give yourself the grace and the space to move forward. Lesson number 20, and I feel like we've actually already ticked this off, is that if you don't ask, you don't get. Okay, again, no one owes you anything. Point number 21 is to cultivate an abundance mindset. Now, this is really cool. Now, Stephen Covey, I think it is, he is the man who coined the term abundance mindset, and he defines it as a concept in which a person believes there are enough resources and successes to share with others. A concept in which a person believes there are enough resources and successes to share with others. How powerful is that? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to be... What he's talking about really is filling up your cup, right? And giving everyone the overflow. That is what an abundance mindset is. It is about knowing that there is enough money and love and time and energy and people and all of the things that you want. There's enough of them out there for you. And even better, there's enough for you and all your friends and their friends and everyone that they come into contact with. There is enough out there. If you really believe it, you'll tend to attract more too. And it doesn't just help you live this unlimited and full and satisfying life, but having an abundance mindset also helps you to feel secure and confident and really strengthen your positive outlook so that you do reap more successful outcomes in future endeavors. Now, it's really important to recognize, too, that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. If you're cultivating an abundance mindset, if you're doing all of the things that help you take care of you, all of these lessons that I've learned, then you might recognize looking over the fence at someone else's grass is a waste of time. The best thing that you can do when you feel yourself getting jealous or coming from a place of lacking is understand that we're all human and we have to do the best we can with what we have. Okay. You don't know everyone's stories. You can see them having something that you want, but how they got it might be something you're not willing to do. And therefore the grass isn't greener. Water your own damn grass, guys. <laughs> I cannot stress that one enough, okay? Now, we've got our last three lessons here, and I really hope you're taking notes because this one's a goodie. We spoke about finding your tribe, but you've also got to recognize you're just, you're not going to be friends with everyone, okay? I know that I'm personally quite a polarizing character, and therefore some people are just not meant for me. And that's okay. There is plenty of fish <laughs> and friends in the sea. You don't have to be friends with everyone. But that being said, lesson number 24 is always be kind. Okay? As Maya Angelou said, 
People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Kindness is the one thing that I recognize at 25 as being the one, one thing that will never go out of style. You really got to sprinkle that shit everywhere. You got to put kindness in your pockets when you leave the house and you've got to fill yourself up with kindness every time you open your mouth, every time you come into contact with someone else because what goes around comes around and if we treated each other the way that we wanted to be treated, as cliche as it is, trust me, I know, but the cliches are true. They're there because they are true, okay? Be kind. It's so important because the final lesson that I want to share with you guys is it is a really small world. It's not as big as we make it out to be. And if you can recognize all of the things that I have mentioned, all of the things that took me this long to get to, you'll recognize that underneath it all, the human experience is not unique. The world is full of really different, vastly different landscapes and perspectives and lifestyles. But we all, sh- we all share this one thing that is the human experience. We have the same nature inside of us. And everything that we do also affects the planet on a larger scale. So it's a small world that means our impact can actually be really, really big. We have so much potential as just one person to change the lives of millions. And because it's small, travel. Travel as far and as wide as you can and be conscious. And most of all, have fun. Okay, this life is meant to be enjoyed. And Anything that doesn't bring you absolute joy and absolute passion, you must reevaluate. Okay, I really hope you guys have enjoyed these these lessons that I've learned. I had a lot of fun actually thinking about all of the things that I have kind of, you know, absorbed over the years, and it really all just comes down to being the best version of yourself, so that you can be the best version for other people, because that's what we're here for. We're here to serve and we're here to build connections. So I really, really appreciate you being here as part of my tribe and building this connection with me. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Please don't forget to pop over to wherever you are listening to podcasts and drop a review and rate the show. Also, make sure you check out the show notes where there is extra information on everything we spoke about. Cool guys, until next time.